today is in Psalm 68 and verse 1, and it says this. It says, let God arise. Let God arise. That's a great statement. It carries on. What else does it say? Where is that verse? Let God arise. It says, his enemies be scattered. And I don't like the way the next bit's worded. Let his, the version I had uh, the other day said, let his enemies flee before him, but let also those who hate him flee before him, okay? And, uh, but nonetheless, I want to go to, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. And uh, in our city, I don't know what you're believing for today, but I'm believing in the city of Auckland, across the cities of our great nation, New Zealand, that God would arise and that you and I would be significant instruments in his hand in enabling that to happen. So no matter what age you are, no matter where you fit in, age has got nothing to do with it, okay? It's all about how you live. And so consequently, my title today is, There's More to This. There's got to be more to this. If, if, if the Bible is telling us, let God arise, there must be something that's holding back. There must be something that's resisting. There must be something that's got to be pushed against. So you and I need to realize there's more to this. There's more to making this a great city and being God's people in an awesome city and seeing what God will do in our nation. So I'm ready for the miraculous of God. I don't want to live in the normal realm. I want to live in the supernatural realm, okay? It's very easy if you're not careful just to get trapped in the ho-hum of life and just struggle along and kind of keep your, your, your without lifting up. We did lift up your eyes the other month. I mean, lift up your eyes. I don't know whether we get it sometimes. Lift up your eyes. In the middle of COVID, lift up your eyes. In the middle of obstacles, lift up your eyes. And no matter what, um, my great friend, my friend who's recently departed, Paul Harris, we, when we would sail specifically to Fiji or anywhere really sailing, when the wind was contrary, it had everything to do with the way you set your sails in life. It's no different in life to what it is saying. Jesus often referred to the sea and boats and being on the way. The way you set your sails is what will take you to your destination. And uh, we need to know how to set our sails. Honestly, if you're going through struggles right now, I'm believing God for a miracle for you this morning. If you're watching online today and you're in the middle of a struggle right now, fear is overwhelming you. Incidentally, welcome to all the people who are watching online. Wherever you are in the world right now, it's a privilege to have you in this uh, meeting this morning. And I want to believe God for you to have miracles in your lives all over this place today that you would step up into another zone of expectation in God because it's all to do with how you set your sails because you just got to catch the breath of God, catch the wind of God. I don't know whether this could ever happen, but this morning I, was, I just saw God pouring oil. Um, Pastor Jesse, you spoke about it, I think came from Pastor Tricia. But anyway, there was something about oil. And when you were talking about that oil, you know, in, only in Texas, I'm sure it must happen only in Texas, but they've got those huge oil pumps. Those, what, are, what are they called? Oil rigs, that's it. Those things that get oil out of the ground. And I saw a massive oil rig on this side of this auditorium, and I saw a massive oil rig on that side. In fact, maybe we should set a couple up. But I'll tell you right now, I saw oil pumping out of that, and there was enough oil for everyone in this place to live soaked in the anointing of God. 
And I really believe there's an anointing here this morning for you to be healed, delivered, set free, that fear goes in Jesus' name, that you get more confident than you've ever been and you believe that your greatest days are yet to come. So consequently, we're believing this morning there's more to this. Everybody yell it out. There's more to this. That's why it says there, David wrote it in Psalm 68 and verse 1, let God arise. Now that tells me that where we are is limited to where we could be. And so I want to I just stir some challenge. I want to stir some faith in the house this morning that you're not yet where you could be in reaching our city. That none of us are there yet. Our city's not there. So I want you to stand with me. We're going to pray and we're going to believe God because we surround everything in prayer. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer activates the power of God. And that's why, and I want to thank the people, incidentally, we, we had a, the, the light show was fantastic last night. and It's all good, guys. It's very fantastic. But you know what? Sometimes it's the people who get together to pray that open heaven and cause God to flow. Because without God, don't happen. But my Bible tells me that with God, all things are possible. So I want to believe for possibilities in your world this morning. I want to believe for your finances. I want to believe for your home. I want to believe for your family, your circumstances. So let's pray. God, we ask you right now in Jesus' name that you surround this word with your anointing, that you pour out your glory right across this auditorium this morning. God, that you heal sickness, that you cancel disease that you cancel every bit of negativity and doubt and fear that would lock us down. And Father, as I walk down, I just sense the Holy Spirit's walking down here. As I, I'm walking down here this morning intentionally because I felt the Holy Spirit say He was going to walk down every row and in between every aisle this morning and specifically and individually touch you with His presence and His power this morning. So Father, I believe right now that Your power, would that we have provoked You to come out of hiding this morning and to do the miraculous in our lives in Jesus' name. So God, we ask right now that the atmosphere come alive with miracles and expectation and hope and dreams again. And God, that we would not be trapped where we were, but God, we would lift up our eyes and we would see the promises of God this morning. So in Jesus' name right now, Lord, we declare, let your glory flow in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted. Well, just while I'm down here, Enroy, you mighty man of God, step out into the aisle just for a second because I believe that the, the area, you, God says the fruitfulness of your commitment. And as a chaplain and the people you've been working with, and there's a lot of people in there who are really struggling. They're struggling with, their, with where they fit in life, with their identity, struggling with fear of the circumstances of the future. And God says, I've made you a key that's going to unlock hope in their lives. And so whatever you see yourself, you're a key that's going to unlock possibilities and hope in the lives of thousands of people. Don't underestimate where you've been and don't underestimate what you're doing because God says, I've anointed you for this task. Now, Lord, put a fresh anointing and let the oil flow on him this morning. And in Jesus' name, I call this a man of incredible influence and opportunity. Jesus, anoint him right now to carry out that task in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, you can be seated and we'll get to the word. I've just got a few, few minutes left. Actually, it's amazing how quick time goes when you start doing things like that. In fact, never do anything like that. Just get right into it, okay? It's the easiest way. And uh, so what I'm going to do, I think just right up front, um, let me give you uh, some key points 
is what I'm going to cover this morning, okay? So we're covering off this morning that there is more to this. There's got to be more to what we're doing. When, when I saw kids coming in, there was one family that came last night and they said to me, the kids didn't really want to come. It was like it wasn't the coolest night, was it? It was rainy. And the kids said to mum, we don't really want to come. I think I got that right anyway. And, uh, and that's what they said to me. And uh, they said, but when the kids got past that door out there, there was no hope of controlling them. The first thing they went to was that, the, the Buzz Lightyear, which was the best ride in the place, I think. And, uh, and, um, and they said, um, then we, and then when they would try to take them home at whatever hour that was, the kids did no longer want to go home. This was better than their home. And I think it's often the case, isn't it, in life that we don't realize what's in store for us or our city or our nation if we're not getting that expectation in place for what God wants to do. So we've got to pray it into being. We've got to believe it into being. We've got to stand on the promises of what God's given us as a word. God, you know, I meet thousands of people who have had every prophetic word over their life and they still want another one. And they've never done anything with the one they got 20 years ago. And sometimes we just need to move on what God told us beforehand. And I think that's one of the things, because if we, if we underestimate what God does in our lives, we limit God. We limit him for what he could do in our, if we're, if God gives us a word, and I don't care if it's just one word, every word God gives me is significant in my life. And incidentally, sometimes God just whispers a word. People tell me time and time again, I haven't had a word from the Lord lately. Well, I mean, heck, I mean, I hate doing this, but Julia, pass your Bible, please. <laughs> I've got it on my iPad, but it's much better. Have you been reading this? Because if you're reading this, then you are guaranteed to have had the Word of God in the last 24 hours. And the thing is, sometimes, as you'll find with Elijah, it's a whisper. And I'll tell you what, when it's a whisper, when, it's, when God's whispering at you, some of you younger people here, when God's whispering at you, because sometimes it's hard to get through all the noise... But when God's whispering to you, you've got to get extra close. If Julia's whispering to me, I've got to be pretty close to hear what she's saying. And I think we need to get closer to God sometimes to hear the whisper of what he is directing in our lives during this season. Because that's why a lot of people, surrounded by fear, locked down in their own spirit. See, we can be locked down as a nation, but not locked down in ourselves. We can be free as you've ever been. We can be more influential than we've ever been. And I think there are some challenges. And that's why my message today, there's more to this. There's a whole lot more to reaching your city than just believing that God might do something through the church. We've got to live that life and we've got to expand and we've got to jump out of who we are and get into what God wants to do. So a question might be this morning, before we get into it, what stops you? What stops you? Because... Because there are things in my life, there are, there are things from my past that affect my tomorrow. I don't know if any of you have that problem. But there are things that happened in my past that have a, a, a what was that word, Julia? Yeah, yeah, potential is the word I was looking for. They do have consequences too, incidentally, okay? None of us like that word, consequences. 
I don't even know. But there are things in my past that affect the potential of my tomorrow. And so I would ask today, what stops you? Because I meet people all the time who are stopped by the things that could be happening in their lives. And it's just a little thing. It's that little reoccurring thing that stops us. And I think that's what God's talking about here because he says, sorry, David said, let God arise as enemies be scattered. Well, an enemy is anything that's an enemy to your possibilities in God and your future. That's an enemy. Sickness is an enemy to God. And so right now we can be incredibly powerful and influential if we will deal with the enemies under the blood of the Lamb in Jesus' name. And start to live in the victory that God's got for us. Because I see victory all over this place. I see it in your lives. And so today, uh, we're going to go there. and We're going to believe God that, that in the few minutes I've got left, I'm thinking. So I'm going to just give you the points right now. Okay, anybody ready for the points? Because I'm probably never going to get there, to be honest with you. I don't <laughs> think I ever have yet, have I? And, uh, but... But, um, and now I can't even find them, but I did. Hey, you had them. Put them up, please. But five distinctives, five distinctives, sorry, that remove the limitations in your life. Five distinctives that will remove the limitations and give you. Let's just rattle through them. Number one is, and here it is right, live expecting. Live expecting. Now, there's something about lift up your eyes that causes you to live in expectation. Because if you're looking into God's Word, I gave you a Bible back. If, I, if you're looking into God's Word, it's always filled with the promises of God. And for our nation, for our city, I, it doesn't matter who's the, who the government is. doesn't matter what's ruling or who's ruling. God is in charge of our nation. It says that as we pray, God intervenes in the courses that man has. A man plans his way, but the Lord directs his path. And that's a promise from God. So you and I can believe God in whatever realm we're in, that we can believe God to break through in every realm in our lives, okay? The second one was, we'll just go through them real quick here, shift your perspective, okay? Shift your perspective or re-engage. Sometimes we need to re-engage. And we need to get re-engaged in what God is doing in our lives. And sometimes that requires that we shift our perspective. Um, there's a great um, uh, story in my life of where I, I, well, I still have. I don't see a lot of them now, but a friend who's blind. And so he has a cane. And uh, on the, the, I used to borrow his cane to use as an illustration in messages like this. And, of course, that's never good if you're blind because you can't see where you're going without your cane and visually impaired. And uh, so I took his cane back after I'd had it for a weekend speaking at a youth camp. And uh, when I got there, his head's gashed open and because and, uh, he couldn't feel where he was going because I had his cane. So he said, you're not getting my cane anymore. <laughs> it's a fair call. And so he said, I'll take you down. And we went down to the... Um, what's it called now, please? Blind and lavish in New Zealand. We went there, and I had to go through a course to get my own cane. Okay? And so it's great. I've got my own cane, and I can tap around, and I've done a bit of that from time to time just to, just to see how it goes. And, uh, and <laughs> don't know if there's a good point, but, but uh, in fact, we'll move right on. And anyway... <laughs> And um, 
but you can't, everything in life will teach you something. And here's what I learned. I was down um, and being instructed on how to use the cane and how to lead blind people and how to help them and assist. And um, then we got and we were looking at the, the dogs that uh, help, that assist people who are visually impaired. And they said, and, and I was talking to the trainer about training these dogs. And he said to me, the greatest difficulty we have with these dogs in training them to assist the visually impaired is to get them to look up because they naturally consistently look down. And the way of a dog is to look down. It's sniffing the ground and it's looking around. And they said the, 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 the key is if we can get them to look up and see where their owner is going, where the one that's visually impaired is going, we can help and, and assist a life in a great way. And I believe that you and I can help our nation if we, the same thing, if we will lift, see if we get tangled up in where our nation's at or where the world's at right now and we get tangled up in the fear of COVID or whatever it is or the circumstances of life or the difficulties that we push through. But if we can just lift up our eyes and put our trust in Jesus and then begin to walk forward on that, there will be people and there are people that are following you. There are people that are looking for you right now. Today, there are people that are, where are you? Because I want to put my focus on your life. I, I, consistently, I, I, I consistently get texts and messages of people who have watched my life down through the years. Because people don't just watch you today. There's always more. It's not just today. It's about 20 years down the track. How are you going to be going there? Which consequently is my question, what stops you? Because I don't want to go, I don't want someone watching me because I believe every one of you is on assignment. Every one of you is on assignment. God has an assignment for you today, an assignment for you. We outlive, we live our life by assignment after assignment that God positions in our, and the assignments fulfill our destiny and our purpose at the end of the road. Incidentally, Purpose Driven Life, the biggest seller on the planet by Rick Warren, the biggest seller on the planet uh, right now is the purpose-driven life because people are, are, are hungry for purpose. You and I have purpose on the inside of us. We, we, one of my, well, yeah, how could you say that? But one of my favorite verses, or it could actually be my favorite verse, um, and now it's just gone from me. Galatians 2.20 says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Write that down today. Make it your favorite verse. Galatians 2.20. It says, it's no longer me that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. Imagine the difference he made. When you turn up, God turns up. When you show up, God. I really believe that. I believe that wherever we show up, that God shows up in that world. And so consequently, my next point, oh, here it is. It's up there, look. Uh, um, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live this life, this earthly, I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow, that's a promise if anybody needs one today. That's a promise right there. Go to my next point, can we? Just because we get through these today. Number one, check your echo. Now, that's one of our values here. Check your echo, because whatever you're living, let me tell you, it does have a sound to it, okay? Your language, your confession, 
You know, I, I thank God that we have a thanksgiving kind of a culture in this place. We, a, a gratefulness, a thankfulness. And we thanked a lot of people this morning. And, uh, and it's always awesome to thank people. I think one of the great things we'll ever do in life is thanking people. One of the great things we can ever extend ourselves to are giving people praise for what they've done. Let's never make it where that's just the thing we tack on, but let's make it a culture of our lifestyle that we live in such a way. And I think many of us miss that, and I want to give you a few thoughts on that this morning because I think we miss being thankful because we wait for the opportunity to thank someone for what they've done. Why don't we thank people up front? Why don't we get that? What, I wonder how long it is or when any of us wrote a letter. See, I love doing this stuff. Writing a letter to the people who have influenced me in life. When I was... Not easy to love, but people extended themselves and loved me. See, this is our world when you think about it. Sometimes it's not easy to love our city. Sometimes it's not easy to love our world. But if you will stretch yourself beyond there and you will love them in spite of where they're at, you can change a life. And then you can change a world and then you can change your family. And we have families coming to us now who have been radically transformed by the love of God just because when they weren't easy to love, we went across the line and loved them. And I'd challenge you with that. I'd challenge you. If we want to love you, there's more. There's more to this. And the more to this is that it's not easy. And you've got to have the love of God on the inside if you're going to stretch yourself out there and do it. Um, I I really believe um, let's make it that it's never optional to thank people. Write that letter to someone today. Go home and write a letter. Uh, David, we sang some awesome songs about thankfulness this morning, incidentally. I love that. Uh, I just love the worship this morning. But in Psalm 95 and verse 2, David says this, Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. That's Psalm 95 too. In Psalm 100 verse 4, you'll all know this one. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. Wow. So that's thanksgiving right up front there. That's how you get through the gates. Like you can't even get through the gates without some thanksgiving. And that's Psalm 100 verse 4. There's another great one here. Ephesians 5 and verse 20 says, Give thanks always for all things to God our rock. Wow. That's something to be thankful for right there. So we can give thanks to God. Here's another one. Fire you up with these. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything... Give thanks, for this is the will of God in everything. So who you're sitting beside this morning, be thankful about that, okay? Give thanks to the person who made you the coffee this morning. Like, seriously, people serve coffees, people do stuff. You know, sometimes it's like we just take it and off we go. But, man, be thankful. Be thankful. One of the great things, let's be a, let's be a community that's known for being grateful and being thankful. It's just something about it. Um, we go down to 2 Thessalonians, um, chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, um, we are bound always to thank God for you. This is Paul. He's saying, I thank God for every person who's journeying with me in this journey. Anybody journeying with us in this great journey called the Christian walk today? Come on, we're journeying together. I thank God for you. And this morning, I want to really thank you 
And I want to take this moment in the middle of thanksgiving and, and, and saying thank you. I think I had one more verse, actually. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 3. And it says this. Um, thank God upon every remembrance of you. That's cool. Thank, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. In other words, you influenced a life. In other words, you made a difference. In other words, my life. And, and there are people in my life right now, that's why I write them notes and that's why I write them letters. And I say, thank you for taking the time out of your life to influence me when I wasn't in a good place, but you enabled me. And we need to enable people to cross the line with us. I always want to be reaching back and pulling someone into that zone I'm in so that they'll walk by faith and not by sight. And so that we will accomplish what God's purpose and will is in our life. And I really believe there's some promises here that are very strategic in our life. But this morning, I want to thank you as a church. And I want to take a moment out here. And I want you to get ready to celebrate and get excited about this. Because we've done our Vision Builders offering, which is our first fruits offering. And we've done it this year. And we've sort of gone over two or three weeks now. And we've arrived right now where we have a grand total that I'm about to deliver to you. And I want to thank every person here right now who has uh, participated. And honestly, we don't. The amount is never what we're about, really. It's just we all participate together because we believe that God has called us to influence a city and change the world we live in. But we have just totaled up and 125,000 has come in. And I want to thank you for your incredible generosity and your goodness there. Give yourself a huge hand clap. Why don't we stand up for a second, actually? And we want to be, I want to be more than just ho-hum, thank you. But God, we want to thank you for the miracles that are going to result in that, through the lives, through our city being influenced, through how much further we can go beyond where we are right now, for the people that will be deployed in the kingdom right now. And so we are incredibly excited about the future. So Father, as we stand right now, I declare and prophesy over every single person who has participated in that miracle offering. And God, I believe right now for blessing in their lives, over their homes and their families, over their future, in Jesus' name. I speak and declare increase into your lives in Jesus' name. I pray right now that God would unlock his promises in your world and that in Jesus' name, that you would truly rise to another level of faith and that you would experience the goodness of God in his realm of your expectation in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we give you all all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor there right now. Thank you, Jesus, for that great total. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Be seated. The next point, just to get there, is um, we need to be consistently living and realize there's more to this in the realm of the environment we create. So what environment are we creating or the atmosphere we create? Because I believe that you and I have the incredible opportunity to create atmospheres wherever we show up. We create an atmosphere. Uh, you create an atmosphere with your smile. You create an atmosphere with the way you behave, with the way you treat people. There is literally, uh, there, there can be upon the way you turn up a life changed. Wherever you turn up and how you turn up is huge. Let's turn up so positive and so excited about the future that we literally bring Jesus to our city. When Jesus turned up to the woman at the well, he didn't turn up down or negative. He turned up incredibly excited. 
He's excited about the possibilities that were in this woman's life. And I want to tell you, every one of you and I meet people like that every single day. What are we doing about that? Because we need to know how to love our city in a greater way. Just a, it's, it's, it's kind of like, let it stir your faith this morning. Let it stir your faith to live in a bigger realm. Next point, please. And final point today, incidentally. And it is the way we position ourselves or the way we align ourselves. Um, Moses said, I think it was in Exodus chapter 33, God, if you don't go with me, I don't want to go any further. He didn't want to go any further if God wasn't with him. I don't know where you're at this morning, but the reality is, how close are you to God? Because the closer we position ourselves, the better we hear his voice and we know where he is. God said to Moses, hey, I'll just send an angel with you. Moses said, hey, not good enough. Not good enough. I want you with me, God. I don't know about you, but there's been circumstances in life I've turned up where I'm glad that Jesus is with me. I want him with me. I want to know that he's right there with me in the middle of the circumstances that I'm facing right then. Because sometimes we can't face them in the natural. We can't handle it in the natural. And that's when we need to know that God is with us and that he will remove every limitation. And that's what today's about. Let's remove the limitations out of the possibilities that are in our lives and let's march forward in the victory that God's given us, okay? Live expecting, my first point. Live expecting. Lift up your eyes. You know, don't go eyes. Get, just get your eyebrows up at least. I'm pretty good at that because I was born with my eyebrows up and, and they're always just up. And, uh, and uh, I just live. Some of you are noticing that for the first time. But there's a few of you. But I just live with my eyebrows up. In other words, I'm living anticipating the next moment. How many right now are more excited about tomorrow than you were about today? Yeah, that, that's, what I, that's kind of what I want to get across, to get more excited about what's coming than where we are right now. Because if you're not careful, you get locked down in your own mindset and in your own thinking. So in that point, I'm going to ask you, are you a thermostat or a thermometer? Because you will either, you know, we can crank one of these things up this morning and we can cause an adjustment in the temperature. The thermostat, all it does is read the temperature. Thermometer, sorry, the thermometer. Just reads the temperature. See, a lot of people are thermometers. They're walking around and they'll arrive and they're just, whatever the temperature of the room, they take that on. I refuse to take on the temperature of the room. If the room's down, I'm going to walk in there with faith. And I'm going to shift the temperature of the room into a place of expectation in God. So God can do the miraculous in that room. See, Naaman turned up, didn't he? Naaman turned up with leprosy all over his body. And he turned up. And Elijah, Elijah said to him, go dip seven times in the Jordan. Now, it wasn't what he expected. And sometimes I think we're expecting the supernatural where God's just saying, hey, why don't you just get involved? It's a thought, isn't it? You know, like I think sometimes, you know, oh, what we need is a mighty revival of the outpouring of God. No, what we need is a bunch of incredibly cool people like yourselves getting involved in a light party that influences half the neighborhood and causes them to think, wow. This is pretty cool. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. Because I think sometimes we like to super spiritualize it. But God says, hey, come on a minute. 
I want you to get actively involved in this, and we can change a nation in Jesus' name. See, Naaman, because he expected something different, he almost missed out on his miracle. He always missed. And I believe, I, I meet people all the time who miss out on their miracle because it's just too hard to get involved in what God's doing right now. When God first called Julia and I, um, we turned up in church and, and uh, we made a decision. I remember standing on an altar just like this actually and saying, God, please use me. And God reminded me of that one day when I felt used by people. God said, well, you did ask. <laughs> and uh, so to be used of God, one of the greatest, most phenomenal uh, roles you can ever play in life is to be used by the, the King of Glory, to be an intern for the King of Kings and just to get on his team. And I want to challenge you right now. Let's always be people that know how to live expectant. Maybe it's time today to re-engage. Maybe you need to re-engage today. Secondly, we shift your perspective. Shift your perspective. Lift up your eyes a little bit. Look at what God can do. Not what, what's happened, maybe that disappointing thing in life, but let's believe what God can do today, okay? Number three, what's your echo? What's your language? What's your confession? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he has said, it shall be done unto him. Well, 2 Corinthians 5, can't remember the rest of it actually, but it's in there somewhere. What's your echo? Okay, what's echoing out of your life? When you turn up at a party, how do people feel about that? Number four, what environment do you create? Let's create environments where faith rises and people get hope in Jesus' name. And finally, the way you position yourself is an incredible key on releasing God's miracle into our city. Let's position ourselves ready for a move of God. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.